Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ronnie. My name's Chad. And welcome back to the first ever SpongeBob Chronicles Podcast. We are here to cover season one, episode one, help wanted, slash reef blower, slash tea at the tree dome, Chad, I am beyond excited. Mama, we made it. We did it. We've been teasing it for so long. People said, wait, is the SpongeBob Chronicles, is that just a joke or is it actually coming? It's coming soon. It's been coming soon for the past three years. We're here now, and it feels so good. It's always kind of this thing lingering in the back. It's like, oh, when do we start the SpongeBob Chronicles? And it was just time. Well, that's the thing. When you say coming soon, soon can be at any moment. It sure can. Oh, we got so much to talk about. I've got no idea how long this first episode yeah. uh, lasts. I, I'm also curious, like, are people going to be mad at us for doing this? Do they want us to do this? Right. I know it's, there's, the people want it. Some people do want it, but are some people going to be angry? I, well, here's the thing. I think a lot of people really did think that it was just a joke, that we were never going to yeah. do it because they go, how do you make a podcast on SpongeBob? We don't know. I was even nervous about it up until I took notes on the first episode because I was like, okay, here's what it can't be. It can't be just us watching the episodes again, turning on the microphones to be like, oh, wasn't this line funny? Yeah. Was it, don't we say this line all the time in real life? Isn't that funny? Yeah. And while, of course, we're still going to point out the funny moments, I took so many notes on this first episode, yep. dissecting it like I was watching, name a film, Chad. Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. It was like I was watching Matthew yep. McConaughey you were in the watch himself. Yes. That's how I was watching Help Wanted. <laughs> I am so, Ronnie, I am so extremely excited for this. We were at work today, and I wanted to just talk about the episode so bad, but I was like, no, we've got to save it for the podcast. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting yeah. all day for this very moment, and uh, everyone give us your thoughts. Spread it around. I really do think it's going to be fun. If you're any kind of nostalgia for this show like we are, we're doing the first four seasons, mm -hmm. and then, of course, the movie, the film. I'm literally missing a family member's graduation right now to cover this. Yeah. That is how excited I am for it's this. It's the golden age of SpongeBob only. We're not doing it when it gets, uh, you know, too... I don't even know what you call the show now when I see it in previews, but it's not the same thing. Too cartoony. Too cartoony. We're talking about Steven Hillenburg, the mm -hmm. young god, rest in peace, when he was in his absolute bag. That guy, I, yeah, I don't understand. I think he had to be on drugs to be able to create something of this masterpiece, or he was just one spiritually with the earth, right? And that is what created this. I also wanted to tell a quick story of how how much we love SpongeBob as kids. Yeah, so much so that if you're in your twenties or thirties, I guarantee you, you were a massive SpongeBob fan. There's just no way around it. But my one of my good friends and Ronnie's good friend too, he was such an artiste that he would draw SpongeBob any moment he could. He sent in drawings to Steven Hillenburg, 
and they were such good drawings at the age of like eight years old that Steven Hillenburg signed them, kept like a copy of it, and then made multiple other drawings with his signature and everything and a handwritten note and sent it back to my friend. That's so cool. And we yeah. love to have him on the podcast for an episode. Oh, I guarantee you he would do it. Yeah. He's, he loves we, SpongeBob that much. We got to have him on. It's just going to be, I think it's just going to make us so happy is what I really think it's going to be. I don't even care. I was look, thinking about it uh, today and last night. I don't care if not one person listens or how much we go, wait, you you guys are watching mm-hmm. SpongeBob and covering a podcast. When I sat down and started watching the episode last night, I was just so happy. And there's so many jokes that you didn't pick up when you were a kid and you go, this show is brilliant. It's not nostalgia either. You know how sometimes you go back and watch something, you're like, oh, I have nostalgia for that. And then when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's not nearly as good as what it was. Oh, yeah. This is not the case. Chad, I was cracking up. <laughs> I was <laughs> belly laughing by myself last night. Are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. What did you think of the first episode? <laughs> I mean, how could you introduce this show any better? You couldn't. Any better. What's so fantastic about it is it covers the full basis points of the most important parts of the story of SpongeBob. Uh, the amount of, yeah, the amount of things that it covers, all the characters that you already kind of get. There's still so much left on the table, but I was like, so much left on the table, but it's the entire premise of the show is SpongeBob working at the Krusty Krab. Yep. And that's what you get right here. So let's hop in Help Wanted Season 1, Episode 1. That's how we will be covering, just like how you watched it back in the day, the 30 minute segments, you know, so multiple episodes at a time. We'll hit them up. Let's go. Yep. We got to talk about it right out the front because it's going to play. At the beginning of every episode. The OP. The OP, the theme song. Um, for something that we're getting ready to be so positive on the show as a whole, we were actually kind of talking before it. The actual theme song itself, while it's iconic, it's not particularly great. Yeah, it's not. The, it's definitely not the best part of the show. It It is so utterly iconic, though, yeah. that it makes it good. I remember as a kid, you know, when you watch the ninth episode of SpongeBob in a row being like, oh, I've got to listen to the theme song again. Like, it's kind of getting old. But I guess it's also because, for the most part, it's just kids yelling SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. Yeah. Think about it. I don't think they ever changed the intro. Yeah. All the way to season 45, wherever they're at right yeah, now. Yeah. I don't, I haven't seen a recent episode, but they shouldn't have. And. Uh, the pirate, the lips always kind of freaked me mm-hmm. out. I already did that podcast research. It's Steven's lips. Steven Hillenberg's wow, lips. Wow, really? Yeah. That's what is I've Steven Patchy the pirate? In my research. No, Patchy the pirate is the guy who plays SpongeBob. Voice okay. of SpongeBob. That guy's talented. Uh, Tom Kinney, I think. Is that guy name. is super talented. Very, very much so. You really liked the Patchy the pirate character? Well, think about the voice he does for SpongeBob and then Patchy the pirate. They're opposite sides of the spectrum oh that's true <laughs> yeah they're completely different characters if you think about it uh especially since i think he also does the narrator who ah, is also amazing spongebob yeah. oh terrible i thought you were gonna living in the world of bikini bottom was that not good <laughs> say that again living in the world of bikini bottom we have a square pant not what? good. No, not good at all. I thought you were going to be better at that. Really. No, I'm better at Patrick, and I'll oh, get to it. You do have a good Patrick. What accent is this guy doing? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about that. I was like, 
I don't know if it's even... It's not an accent. It's just... It's stupid. It's just SpongeBob narrator, right? Yeah. And that's what makes it so good. We zoom in on the pineapple. SpongeBob wakes up. The blowhorn alarm so over the top, so annoying. Did you ever really think about it being a pineapple? Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, and it's good. we're going to get to an episode okay. later where we'll talk about it being a pineapple. Um, it's just cool. A pop of color. Yeah, it sets the mood right. Yeah, the diving board on his bed. Yep. So, I mean, think about that. Why would why would they have that? <laughs> why would they have that? He's a naked sleeper, which I know you're a naked sleeper. I am sleeper. a naked sleeper. I learned it from SpongeBob. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that too, where we're like, uh, people did that because of SpongeBob. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, yeah, it would be pretty. I did think about that. Jumping off a diving board naked. What's more? I've done f- it. What's more free than that? You've done it. I've skinny dips naked. Yeah, and they had a diving board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary, because here's the thing about the pineapple. It's a pretty nice crib. I think it goes to show that he was not faced with uh, the same inflation and housing market that we are faced with because he doesn't have a job. I mean, I assume that his parents kind of hooked him up. The cookie parents definitely hooked him up. um, And I think the the money's run out, and that's why he's going to have to have a job here soon. Yeah. Now, Gary gets absolutely wrecked by just having newspaper. Does it not seem... <clears throat> like Gary should have a little bed. Yeah, uh, this is how people used to treat their animals back in the day. They, th- if you think about it, there's a lot of things that SpongeBob does, and then, you know, there's some dark truths to SpongeBob. There, you can find some YouTube out there about how dark the show really is. SpongeBob was kind of an abusive pet owner. Okay, secretly. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't go look up a YouTube video. Just keep listening to the podcast. Oh, we'll I ha- no! I'm eventually. saying I've th- there's murmurings and like videos. Like I've seen thumbnails, yeah, and, and I'm I, like, know. I will not watch that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're saying you can go find it, but you haven't seen it personally, or what? Right. No, I've seen like the thumbnails, and it'd be like the dark secrets of SpongeBob, and it shows like Gary sleeping on a newspaper. I'm like, I'm I'm not. Well, watching that. here's the thing. I don't think Gary cares about uh, sleeping on newspaper. Like it's probably all the same to him, but. It is just kind of weird that SpongeBob is okay with him, or it's okay with it. Mm-hmm. You think he'd get him like a little, I don't know if like a little dog bed would be right for a snail. Yeah, or... I, but I guess he is a snail. He's slimy and stuff. Maybe he doesn't want like something furry, like a blanket or something. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but also, how did SpongeBob get him as a pet? That, I would love to see the origin story of that. Well, is that not an episode at some point? I don't remember. Um, I think we see Gary as a little snail pup. (laughs) SpongeBob, he hits a lift before his big day, which is like, that's a good tone setter, obviously getting some exercise before it. The uneven weights are what I really, he's got the bar with the two stuffed animals. Two stuffed animals. I believe one's a bear, one's a bunny. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like the bear would weigh a bit more. And that can't be. They right off the gates, I don't. When I think of SpongeBob, I think of the episode Noodle Arms, SpongeBob, where he tries to lift the weights with Larry. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that they had they were five steps ahead. Foreshadowing is off the chain in the show. He's lifting the weights in the first episode, exactly with the bunnies, the stuffed animals. Hilarious. Did you also take note of the rest of his gym? I did. No pain. What? 
Yeah, what well, was no, the... he. Uh, I think he hearts pain, right? I heart pain. Yeah, I heart pain. <laughs> He's got a mirror, but it's not a gym mirror. It's just like it's like a mirror that you would hang up in a hallway, I guess. And then my favorite part, his only other piece of gym equipment, are uh, gym rings. It's <laughs> <Gym laughs> ring. just like. Uh, you know, doing I love some, that he has a gym to begin with. Doing doing some barbell work, and then some gym rings. Don't. It's not a gym. It's the other side of his bedroom. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be mistaken. <clears throat> so after the workout, we get the first "I'm ready" running uh, down the so street. So iconic. Now SpongeBob says he's been waiting for this opportunity for years. Now this is going to be another like common thing that we've got to uh, discuss over the course of the series. How old is the guy, you know? that It's very interesting. I feel like his parents did kick him out at the ripe age of 18, so okay. I could see him being about 19 years old. This is A year has gone by. They're tired of paying for him. He's got to go get a job. We get the introduction to Patrick, which I was already so excited to just... Because I, I did, I kind of forgot. Like, I was like, okay, I know help wanted. He's going down to the Krusty Krab. And I, for a second, I was like, is Patrick even in this episode? Yeah. He's there for moral support. He, and it's the perfect introduction to him because he's hyping up his boy. He, uh... <laughs> oh, when he's not going to let him chicken out of the job opportunity? <laughs> when, when, well, so not yet. We meet Patrick. He's laid out on top of his rock with what I believe to be the bougiest sunglasses <laughs> yeah. I've ever... Or no, no, no. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're, you are getting ahead of yourself. He flips up the rock he here. He flips up the rock. Yeah, just uh, hyping him up. Now, it's so funny sorry. that the side-by-side, we have Squidward's house, SpongeBob's, and Patrick's. If Squidward gets annoyed by him so much, why didn't he put his house somewhere else? Did they just move in right beside him who was there first it's all very interesting questions so what do you mean by are you insinuating that you think like i think that uh you think squidward was there first and then they moved in yeah okay i think so they just chose right beside him they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know you just buy the lot of land where you can you know yeah <laughs> I mean, it is. If you think about the setup, it seems like the longest, most wide open street ever, and then they've just got yeah, three houses, just three side houses by side by side. side, and then the best friends aren't even next to each other. Yeah, They're, they've got Squidward in the middle. And it'd be one thing if I was like, oh yeah, you know, a real estate company came in, built the same house over and over again, changed the colors, and then put it up for. Se-. They're so specific. Like it's, Patrick yeah, literally rock. has a rock with a compass up top. Is that a compass on top of it? Uh, or not a, a wind, compass. A it's, wind chime. A uh, wind. Yeah, chicken thing you're close to they're it. on farms now spongebob he makes it you know saying he's been waiting for this for years he sounds like a common patron keep that in mind okay that's all i ask for right now he here's the other thing about spongebob you look at his lifestyle and i'm just saying this based off of single guy pretty young you wouldn't think that he cooks a lot to even have the passion for being the passion for being a fry guy, right? But he, right. I guess, he is. Now he kind of stops. He tries to back out. Patrick's there to help him, like you said. And here are SpongeBob's credentials that Patrick lays out. All right, these, these are, are great. These are so good. His first words were, "May I take your order?" It, <laughs> <laughs> which 
is funny for more than uh, one reason. One, because it's May I Take Your Order was his first words. Two, shouldn't it have been order up? He's not right, a cashier. He's not, he's not a cashier. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a cook. Yeah. Um, he made now. This is a good one. He made a spatula out of toothpicks in wood shop. <laughs> so I'm assuming wherever Patrick and SpongeBob went to high school, they were working with toothpicks in yeah. wood shop. That they didn't actually have any kind of like two by fours or anything. They just had one of those little jars mm-hmm. with like the little holes that you can get toothpicks out of. Yep. Made a spatula. And then this is my personal favorite coming mm-hmm. up. Because Patrick almost shits himself coming up with the third reason. <laughs> yeah, the first two are so good. Then the third one. <laughs> this is basically, I feel like this is the same amount of trouble we would have if we were trying to give each other each other a reason to like keep going forward. This is me trying to give you reasons of why you should go talk to the girl that yeah. you've been looking at. Yeah. Uh, the third reason is he's a yellow cube with holes. <laughs> Now, yeah, I love how Patrick just cannot muster up anything but that. The first thing he looks at. Yeah, SpongeBob, he's properly hyped, though. That gave him yep. the wind in his sails that he needed. He goes, makes it down there. Because didn't he say, I'm going to march in there. I'm going to tell the manager. Didn't he say that? It's, yeah, I believe you're right. Um, Squidward is out front, the Krusty Krab, wiping off a, dr- a drawing of himself <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> pointing to it that just says loser loser Loser. i mean so you could not start off squidward's character in a better manner than this yeah that's perfect introduction he sees spongebob freaks out warns mr krabs and this is when i started thinking uh mr how big of a dick is mr krabs truly SpongeBob has been wanting this specific job for what he says is years meaning that he's got to be here quite often Mr. Krabs acts as if he's never seen this guy before in his life. And is well, that's the thing. Has SpongeBob never actually gone in here? He's been so scared that he hasn't. He finally tells Patrick, he's like, I'm going to march in there. I'm going to talk to the manager because he doesn't even say his name. So he, he's just like Patrick's always getting him takeout or something? Yeah, yeah. That sounds very Ronnie of him. So SpongeBob walks in where there is a giant nail sticking out right in front of the entrance that he trips on. Yeah. Cannot be up to code. Seems extremely yeah. dangerous. Bounces around like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. He uh, kind of he lands, I guess, and then proceeds to use Squidward as a reference. <laughs> and uh, you know they kind of step to the side, Squidward and Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs ready to do Squidward a favor is like, yeah, I got you. All right, we're not hiring this. Well, clown. I think after he saw him, his introduction, walking in and tripping, and then flying all over the place. Right. Yeah, he was he was over it. Uh, also, how do you think the Krusty Krab is running currently? It doesn't look too good because I think Mr. Krabs is probably flipping the patty. You think he's flipping? I think the he's personally doing it. Squidward's just being the cashier. But there's no customers. Seems like it is almost like Mr. Krabs. He hasn't. He's so cheap. Yeah. That unless you're SpongeBob, anyone else who comes in here wants to get paid a certain amount, and he's not willing to let that go. So he's probably just flipping the patties himself. You're mm-hmm. right. Which also might be a reason he's never really seen SpongeBob. He's always in the back. He's in the back, back yeah. of the house. Um. Here's what SpongeBob's got to get. A hydro, a hydrodynamic spatula with port and starboard attachments, and turbo drive. It's got to have the turbo drive, 
And um, the thing that did make me kind of happy, he gives him a hat. He does give him a hat, yeah. <clears throat> I just think it's so hilarious that he could have just been like, no, you don't have the job. But instead, he gives him this entire <laughs> yeah. list. And he goes, he looks at Squidward after. He's like, ah, we'll never see him again. They don't have those. Right. It's like Mr. Krabs is like, well, we got to at least give him a chance. We can't yeah. just say no, like you're not qualified because you've never had mm-hmm. any work experience whatsoever. And Squidward is not vouching for you. So just find the spatula. Um, he leaves, they have a good laugh, but just then the buses come riding up. Do you like the buses? What do you mean? Do I like like the buses? Orange, like fishies, like the shape of the bus. Yeah. I mean, do you remember it? I never really thought about them much until you said it, but those buses show up throughout the entire show. Yeah. They all look the exact same. This is the bikini bottom bus right here. Yeah. Um, and I first line outside of obviously like i'm ready that i heard and was like okay that right there is a classic one that i still say today we just got to call these out as we come to them and it's when mr crab that goes he's like do you smell that smell that's that smelly smell smelly. that smells that smelly smell that smells smelly <laughs> i do that to this day <laughs> Uh, and it's from the first episode. Yeah. It's, it's so good. We've got anchovies who are, and I just hate to say this, but it's true. Uh, they're just retards, Oh, right? my God, they are. They're they're retards. Now, I put them, I told you the other day, I was mentioning SpongeBob, I said nematodes. Now, right. that's something completely different later on in the show. Yeah, we'll get to the nematodes. Yeah, we'll get to the nematodes. These are anchovies, okay? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know what anchovies were. What do you mean? I knew it was like apparently some fish, but this is exactly how I would imagine anchovies act. You think that's, they this were, is what they're doing in the sea right now? This is now. what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, because they're so small. Like, they don't have any kind of brain yeah. power or anything. So the, skinny. Yeah, they're, they're tiny. They're stupid. They're like babies. But they are here to what appears to look like start going on a bulking session. Well, I, I put it, it's like a, a, a class field trip when the entire, like, hundred uh, kids from seventh grade show up at a mcdonald's on the way to yeah. class field trip that's what this is right here right and no one Terrifying. From, no one from the school called ahead of time to give them a warning <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> they just pulled three school buses in yeah and there's one chaperone so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they just yeah they roll up um spongebob goes to the bargain mart which was another thing where i was like so excited to see that because i wouldn't have thought we've got the bargain mart right yep. on the gate and he's just cruising down yeah. the aisles looking for this spatula. <laughs> with this cart. Just... Yeah, he's there for what we imagine is a single spatula. He grabbed a cart. Yeah. Gotta have a cart. Oh, my God. hes I'm pretty sure he's whistling, too. It just makes it even better. <laughs> like, he just knows what section to go to. Yeah. It's just, you know, kitchen appliances. Hydrodynamic spatula. I can't even say it. There's chaos going down at the Krusty Krab. Good animation here with just the waves of anchovies. Now, I don't know if you're going to take me serious for this. I put that this is pure cinema right here because it... No, it, it is. The animation's incredible with the anchovies just swarming them. Uh, Mr. Krabs and Squibber freaking out. And then it just keeps... 
it keeps going to SpongeBob, and SpongeBob's just doo, 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 and it just goes back and forth. <laughs> because we didn't mention beautiful. this either. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen. Yes, this is when this all came out. Nineteen ninety nine. Now, was this? I mentioned this in one of our one pieces the other day. Yeah. Um, Follow us on social media, by the way, to check out our One Piece yep. journey. <laughs> We're watching every episode one week at a time. Yeah. We're catching up with it one week at a time until we get there. But I was going to ask if this was written before One Piece because there's an episode with Meowman Brothers. They look like, and this is a little spoiler ahead to SpongeBob, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy Ooh, a little bit. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know the dates exactly on that. but Sure. It kind of lines up. <clears throat> So SpongeBob, he repels from the ceiling. Don't know how he got up there. Well, you, I think you missed the line where Mr. Krabs is. They're fly. They're in like the ship. The yeah, little. Yeah, uh, they're in the where the cash register. The is. cash register is yeah, which is just a little boat. Is all it is. Wait, good theming, by the it's way. It's great theming, and they're they're riding the waves, and he goes, "I'm scared, Mr. Squidward. I'm something else, Mr. Squidward. I want my mommy, Mr. Squidward." <laughs> yeah, yeah. As they're going up yeah. and down, SpongeBob. I mean, how did he get up there? Did he Who? go through like a roof hatch? SpongeBob repels from the ceiling, Chad. Yeah, he's because he's got the hydrodynamic flying spatula. with his spatula. Yeah, you're not gonna believe it. They are, they only had one in stock. <laughs> <laughs> he's repelling with his spatula. Someone, it's like, um. The old school Ronnie and Chad listeners will know what I'm talking about. It's on some Attack on Titan episode. It's essentially our Nintendo Switch story, where we got yeah. a Nintendo Switch at the height of COVID when they were so hard to find because everyone was buying one. This was SpongeBob. They just got in the hydrodynamic spatulas, and he got the last one. He goes immediately to the kitchen, and another thing that I realize, this has just got to be SpongeBob's own recipe. He doesn't know the secret. Oh, wow. You're right. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. I mean, they're going to call them Krabby Patties, but we know the real dissectors of the But I thought the show. secret ingredient was, well, I guess it is, yeah. It would have to be all of them combined, but I thought it was also like the meat as well. The meat's already there, so. Right, it is kind of like, and we'll get to that episode, so we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. The secret recipe is kind of like, oh, is there actually even a secret, or the secret ingredient, I should say? Yeah. Um, so he's constructing the patties, but I still feel like when you have the mindset of Mr. Krabs whispering in your ear exactly what the secret ingredient is, you can't make a full Krabby Patty until you get to that point. You right, good? so you're you, saying this is his SpongeBob's. He's just feeding the the anchovy tards. Yeah, he's just... So they don't... Right, I mean, I'm sure like he's had the Krabby Patty, so he kind of knows how it's structured. He studied it and stuff. Yeah. So your buns, pickles, you know, ketchup, mustard, it's all in the same order. Mm -hmm. but and I, he would I never miss the pickles. I think he's missing a little something. <laughs> and this is uh, this another moment where I got absurdly happy because Tiny Tim... <laughs> the, in the, sunlight. the plunking, singing crooner... Who, Having a wonderful time. Also, we have a Patreon where, uh, let's talk about that real quick. We got a lot going on. For both, both Vinland Saga and SpongeBob, You can, if you're listening on the free feed, you can get three more episodes right now. We're ahead on yep. the Patreon. 
as well as uh, learn a little something with Ronnie and Chad, just kind of a free form show that we do sometimes with my brother Travis. And in one of those learn a little somethings with Ronnie and Chad, we spent we did a thirty minutes minute segment on Tiny Tim. We did. And I think An the episode is named Tiny Tim. So go check yep. it out. This is so iconic though. The fact when SpongeBob is dancing and the uh, the trippy like slideshow, like changing of colors mm-hmm. while Tiny Tim's playing. There's something about Tiny Tim where you have to be dancing like this if he's playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was the finest fast foodsmanship Mr. Krabs has ever seen. It's a triple F. <laughs> Squidward even has to reluctantly give Mr. Krabs. He has to when someone goes three cheers, hip hip, you can't not say hooray. Right. He finally goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and just tries to get onto yeah. it. But there's three of them, Squidward. It's a, the rule of three. Yep. So if you do one hit, hit. And so you can already tell at this first episode, I'm sure as a kid, I go, wow, Squidward is a real bummer. He's just a bummer. Someone call him Krabby. Yeah. Patrick strolls in to order one Krabby Patty, which first I'm calling BS. Patrick, yeah. <laughs> I know how to, you know, listen, there was the blow up of 2014 that Ronnie suffered you don't get the size that Patrick is by ordering one Krabby Patty. Do you think Patrick at this point has forgotten all about SpongeBob applying here and he's just going to get a Krabby Patty? <laughs> That's so true. He's like, yeah. where's SpongeBob at? <laughs> uh, here's the thing, too. SpongeBob, at this point in time, his adrenaline's pumping. He only has the ability to make burgers like 100 at a time. Yeah. So he just starts going again. And that's the end of the very first episode. It only took us 30 minutes to cover it. Well, there we go. Very first one. The good thing is, though, this next one is very short. Quick hitter right here. It's the Reef Blower, the very first silent episode. Very first silent episode. Not a lot of shows, programs, and films can pull off a silent scene. I would say this is about as top tier as you can get for silent moments. Yeah, as a kid, I'm not going to lie. I remember being like, oh, it's the Reef Blower episode. Like, I'm not that excited for it. But as a, a as a grown man, I was watching it and I appreciated the artistry and just yeah. like the idea. The idea is so genius because when you, as a kid, I wasn't blowing leaves. Yeah. Now that I'm blowing leaves, I understand the frustration that comes with it, and it all makes so much sense. I feel like my boy Stephen was having like a little picnic in the fall, and he the leaves were starting to fall. And he had this idea churning his head, and he just wrote a little sketch down. Mm-hmm. And then they took it to the table, and they're like, let's make it. See, I feel like we need to get lost in our boredom more, Ronnie. You, what do you mean by that? I think Steven was lost in his boredom so deeply that he created this whole universe of SpongeBob. Think about how hard it would be for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to make a sponge that wants to be a, become a fry cook. Oh, yeah. In the bottom of the sea where they make Krabby Patties, just happen to make meat patties, with Mr. Krabs. It's such a beautiful idea. It is. So let's get into this episode. There's a shell in Squidward's yard. He kicks it over to SpongeBob's like a dick. Be so easy to pick up. And it turns out these two guys both very worried about lawn care. It's a single yeah, yeah. shell. SpongeBob comes out of his bedroom Which window. they don't have a lawn to begin with. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, now SpongeBob... This is another thing, too, where, like, the SpongeBob's pineapple is so great because over the seasons, 
will continue to see different parts. It's like a, it's like a clown car where there's so many different aspects to it. He's just got an entire garage. He's got a garage yeah. in the back, and it's the uh, I guess it's like the old school, you know, not a retractable garage. Flips open. Yep. Have you ever seen one of those in real life, where it just flips open? I mean, I'm assuming no. that was like just what they had in the olden days. Yeah, I actually haven't seen one of those. Uh, he he walks out with the largest leaf, or should I say, reef blower you've mm-hmm. ever seen in your life. And Squidward's just chilling in a hammock. SpongeBob's causing chaos, just ruining Squiddy's lunch. I mean, even the way this thing gets clogged up and he has to get rid of it, to the fact that he keeps blowing it and it keeps going right back where it was. I don't know if you've blown leaves recently, Ronnie, but I I did that this fall. And obviously in the state of Georgia, we have so many leaves fall. It gets so obnoxious. You can blow off the back deck or just somewhere that where a lot of leaves are and you'll never get it completely clear. It's almost guaranteed. The other like beautiful part of this is they weren't just like, okay, it's the shell. They actually put themselves as if they were in Bikini Bottom, and they're like, well, they're surrounded by sand. Sand is also going to be moved by the leaf blower, reef blower. So SpongeBob's Mm -hmm. making piles, making things so much worse. And he's he's got a reef blower that uses electronics down in the ocean. It's awesome. Uh, He pulls the chain, which is obnoxiously long. So there we go. See, that was another just so high IQ genius artistry right there. Pulling the chain sometimes of a leaf blower slash weed eater can be the most obnoxious thing ever. What do they do to fix this problem? They just make the chain really long so it snaps back and cranks up. And it can be obnoxious when it doesn't start. As a kid, though, how bad did you want to be pulling chains to Oh, start you wanted stuff? to so much. I just thought it was so genius that they're like, you know how we'll get this thing to start? It'll just be so long that that's how it starts. Sands everywhere except for SpongeBob, whose yard is good. Turns out he's an even bigger dick than Squidward. And then the shell falls on Squiddy's nose. And it's just, it's a quick, like, three-minute hitter. And it's chef's kiss. It is. And SpongeBob just does his hands together like he Got just to. created the best thing ever. We hop into Tea at the Tree Dump. Tell tea me right here. Which one? We'll do this game, too, each episode. First half, second half guy. Which one did you like more? Help Wanted or Tea at the Tree Dome? This one is tough. This one is <laughs> it's tough. It's the first episode, so it's what's it going to be? It's the first episode. Uh, I'll say this. I probably belly laughed more in Tea at the Tree Dome. I think I got to go Tea at the Tree yeah. Dome as well. Because when Patrick, Patrick <laughs> has his moments here that this, are yeah. just so good. This is a Patrick episode yeah. for sure, and he's barely in it. Uh, right again, where I was like, "Oh, I can't believe we're already getting this jellyfish fields." Which, by the way, I'm wearing. I'm wearing my jellyfish fields glasses. I don't know if you noticed that or if you thought I was just trying to like. Oh, really? Play off an illusion okay. of like, oh wow, Ronnie wears glasses now. I, I enjoy that. I didn't know. It's my jellyfish field glasses. Okay. You should get some. I am wearing your uh, shirt. This yeah. is a load of barnacles. Yeah, I've got the. Uh, I'm, I'm rocking the SpongeBob and Patrick riding a cat in the middle of the galaxy, and then obviously the cannot wait to get to the. This is a load of barnacles guy. Oh my god, that guy is. Oh, there's so many fun side characters we get to get to. Okay. Do we ever know his name? No. Why would we? 
So SpongeBob's on the prowl. When he hears some commotion, Sandy is fighting a giant clam. We're already going to meet her. That was one where I was like, I didn't remember that we meet Sandy. In the first episode. In the first episode. Right. I mean, obviously, when I started, and I went, oh, tea at the tree dome while we get Sandy. But yeah, I would not have guessed that. I want to know. I know we're going to, there's going to be so many scenarios where we talk about this. What in the world was Steven Hillenberg thinking when he was like, you know what? Let's put a squirrel down there yeah. in an astronaut suit to be able to survive that came from Texas, but that still longs for Texas. Well, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the little icing on top. He goes, okay, she comes from Texas, but not only is she from Texas, she misses Texas. She misses it, yeah, yeah. But doesn't go back, stays down here. And I've got a, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's also the childlike spirit in me. I like that that was your thought. You were like, what was Steven thinking when he did that? Because what I was thinking, Chad, was why did Sandy move from Texas to under the sea? <laughs> Like yeah, well, well, I never had that thought as a kid. That was just my current thought. I was like, wait a minute. I was what? in kid thought. Now SpongeBob has a field guide where he confirms he's dealing with a land squirrel. <laughs> I'm also very excited yeah. uh, when we got to this line. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to all the sandy lines. Mm-hmm. She says the clam is as ugly as homemade soup, which I don't. Th- think that makes sense no i don't think it does because uh, homemade maybe that's why she left home though yeah if the soup looked as bad as his claim yeah yeah. so she gets swallowed spongebob is trying to pry it open but sandy does not need him he then gets swallowed it's a classic like i don't it's trying to save and then you're the one that needs saved it's embarrassing Mm mm-hmm and when she saves them, they then bond over karate, where this is where I had to talk. Do kids, Chad, do they still do karate? I think so. I think that's one of those things you do at like five or six, and then you just never do it again. Okay. Well, five or six, maybe I, seven or eight. Because I'm not going to lie. My only connection with karate, as they say, was through SpongeBob. And what I had the thought last night, I was like, I wouldn't even be surprised if the only reason like 60% of kids like wanted their moms to sign them up for karate was because of, of SpongeBob. SpongeBob. And oh, Sandy. I bet it was so many. Yeah. Like we had a, you had a karate birthday party. Taekwondo. <laughs> and that's why you were always my lamest friend growing up because you had a Taekwondo birthday instead yeah. of a karate birthday. I knew why I only had an okay time. It was a fake. It was a fake off. Fake birthday. So Sandy thinks that they could be tighter than bark on a tree. That's a good one. And now this is what I did say. I even put this in my notes. I was thinking about it. I think she came from an abusive home, and that's why she's out of here. No, 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 no. That's so wrong. Really? Yeah, because why would she miss Texas then? She misses the homeland, not the people. Yeah, but it's so she they're so about, intertwined, I think. But she wants to wake up in Texas and uh, look at the pretty blue sky. That's what she's mentioned. Okay. Well, we'll... Barbecue and pecan pie. When we get to that episode, we'll have we'll make a final decision. 
But I, okay. I, I don't think she's a scientist, is what it comes down well, to. Because deep in her heart, she's always be a Texas girl. Yeah, well, yeah, but she's a marine biologist before okay. that was a thing. I think that's what's going on here. If you want my opinion. Um, now this was another thing where I was like, okay, I did totally didn't catch how this is funny as a kid, but watching it now, she has directions ready to go in her pocket on how to get to her tree dome from this exact spot that they're standing in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it says you are here in just the middle of jellyfish fields this is how you get to my tree dome mm-hmm. and it's just here's the thing a squiggly line yep fighting off a clam so spongebob runs to patrick who now wrong episode is wearing the bougiest sunglasses ever yeah chilling on top of his rock this is okay here's the thing dude imagine a world where this podcast goes absolutely bananas. Turns out this is what people have been wanting for years. They just mm-hmm. didn't know it. It explodes. We start getting invited to like red carpet and stuff, red okay. carpet things. Oh, I'm imagining. And we don't we don't make a big deal out of it. But at this time, we'll probably be, you know, we've crunched the numbers. There's probably like 70-something of these episodes we got to do. We're probably like halfway through. I expect our meteoric rise to happen that quickly. We go to a red carpet where we've just got these glasses on. We don't say anything. We let the true SpongeBob Chronicles fans speak up. And then you go on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, and you just see side-by-sides of like you wearing these sunglasses next to Patrick wearing these sunglasses. And then the uh, tweet or the X is just like, Chad really do be wearing the Patrick sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did he get those? And then it blows up. It goes absolutely viral. And then you have to make a statement. You're like, yeah, I had them custom made for $7,000. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, Rolex exclusives. Yeah, we, we had a deal with Ray-Bans. They hooked yep. me up. And I think that's the future I see for us. And you'll be wearing SpongeBob's attire. So SpongeBob didn't know what air was, so he went to Dude, the smartest guy he knows. That so when she says uh, air and he runs all the way to Patrick, I'm like, oh, he's about to ask about Sandy, like what he's gonna do with this girl. He just goes, "What's air?" Yeah, well, and the best part about Patrick, he doesn't act for a second that he does not know what air. He goes, "I'm pretty sure he goes air schmear." <laughs> That's just fancy talk. <laughs> What does he uh, think it is? I don't know. This is just like a sentence enhancer. I think it just sounded fancy to him at the time. He says it's all in the pinky. <laughs> dude, dude, I know that the pinky's kind of like a thing, but I realized in that moment, like any t- if I'm still trying to be funny and do the pinky, I'm doing it because of this SpongeBob. episode. Anytime I've ever held up my pinky while drinking something, it's been from SpongeBob. They show up to the dome. This God, these episodes they move beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, this is honestly kind of this might be a bad thing about SpongeBob. It poisoned us from a very young age of child of like constantly just needing yeah <laughs> needing something in our face. So fast these, paced. They move so quick, but I love it. Uh, SpongeBob has flowers. Is he trying to riz her up? I think he is. Well, because Patrick's saying that's. It's all in the pinky. That's fancy talk. I think Patrick, it didn't show us on screen, but gave him the flowers to give her. 
Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. I think Patrick's really trying to help out our boy here. He's playing a wingman. Yeah. I don't know where this pinky came into play, but... Yeah, he's here for morals, moral support. SpongeBob enters. Sandy drains the water. And uh turns out she's just the kind of girl to chill in her undergarments. In her undergarments in front of a boy. Is this a little inappropriate for Sandy? Yeah, it's a little forward, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not like I I looked at it for a second. I was like, okay, wait, is this like a bikini? No. It feels like it's just her undergarments. Now this is bikini bottom though. It is. It huh? I just but it's like her tree dome is her own little slice of something. It's like, is she really in Bikini Bottom when there's no water? I don't know. But Sandy's dome is a vibe. It is oh my God. so... The tree is... I would love to stay at that tree. The grass, the tree, they got a picnic table, a little bird bath. It, now, one thing I did think about the bird bath, though, is imagine the bird poop in here. Well, yeah, Sandy's poop, too. Well, I'm sure she's got, like, she's figured that out. I don't think she's just pooping on the ground. Okay. She seems, she well, seems how did she get, sentient. Dude, I just thought about, how did she get the tree down there? Oh, my I God. didn't even well, think she, about that. She had to, well, it's so big, though. Yeah. I would say she planted it, because that seems like the only way that she could do, but it's so big. Maybe she scienced the hell out of it? Yeah, that's what, yeah. Good explanation. I mean, you can't bring it down in the water. One, no. it's a huge tree. I think you figured it out. Two, I think we figured lines. this thing out. Yeah, I think so too. Good question, though. We need that. Need that thinking. Um, now, so yeah, basically, this is my so I SpongeBob's experience right there, right here, is literally me. If you just if I smoked a bong before meeting, going over to a girl's house for the first time, the worst cotton mouth ever. High out of my mind, paranoid, nervous. This is literally me. Right oh now. yeah, okay. Because my question here is like, SpongeBob is just going with the flow. He's like acting like he totally knows what's going on. Oh yeah, this air is <laughs> fine. So it made me think. Can you think of a time when you had no clue about something, but you just went with it? I've got I've got an example while you're thinking. Okay. I remember sixth grade, first week of school. All right. Um, I didn't have, I remember having like the mindset of, I will not be bullied. I'm not going to be yeah, bullied. Because you were bullied super hard the year before. Well, I just like went to a nerd. very small elementary school. And you and looked like it, a nerd. Like, was really open oh. and up wide. So I sat down at a lunch table with uh, like this kid and he goes, you, you, you can't sit there. Dustin sits there. Or Dustin was sitting there. And I was like, well, Dustin can sit right here. I'm going to stay here. And I'm sure I said it really cool in sixth grade. And he was like, oh, okay. So, so I was like, oh no, is am I going to have like a, a nemesis enemy relationship with this guy? And then he started talking about uh, Family Guy. And I was in sixth grade. No way my parents were letting me watch Family Guy. Chad, I acted like I had seen every episode seven times. I was really? just like, I'd be like, oh my God, yes. That part is so funny. <laughs> And then we of became. Of course, you did. And then we became friends. Did you and, stay friends with him? Yeah, it was Ten Penny. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever tell him I haven't seen a single episode of Family? Um, I don't know because I remember then I we started sneaking it. Like when I would go over to his house, we'd watch YouTube clips of it. So then I had kind of seen it, so maybe I could start actually acting like I knew what I was talking about. 
but I remember that first day he'd be like, "Oh, have you seen Family Guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, every episode." <laughs> Love that show. Let me ask you: Have you seen Family Guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> you tell me what you know about it, and I'll let you know if I know any yeah. more or less than you. No, I I haven't had an experience like that. Oh, okay. I always know what's gonna happen. Just always tell the truth and be like, "Oh, guys, I've I've got no clue what's going on here." To be honest. <laughs> So Sandy gives him the lowdown on how good her air is. This is the mm-hmm. most premium stuff you can get. SpongeBob, when she's not looking, dives into the dirt, uh, bird bath. Well, I love how he looks like this, and he sounds like this when he talks. Well, I, okay, so that's one of the parts I didn't. I don't like when he sounds like that. No, I'm saying he. What I love about it is he's saying all this, looking like that, and Sandy pays it no mind, like it's just normal. Right. Uh, Sandy goes for some tea. Patrick is outside the dome, banging on the glass, yelling, "Big!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I died when I saw that. And Sandy's pretty dumb for being so smart because uh, SpongeBob, who was talking with her normally uh, out in jellyfish fields, and when he first walked in, is now going, "I brought you some flowers." <laughs> And she hasn't noticed the the uh, the star banging on the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's translucent. You can see right through it. He's a pink star. Pinky. He's just watching this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to put the flowers in the vase when SpongeBob tries to escape, <laughs> until he realizes that water is for quitters and. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't, I don't need, need it. it. Now she puts them in a vase full of ice cold water, which can't be correct. No, I've I've never seen people put it in I've seen them put it in water, not yeah. ice cold water. Room temp though, right? Yeah. No way you're supposed to chill it down. She goes to get the cookies and it it hits him. He does need it. Oh my dude, that screech. There is something about that screech, like, I need it, that could be in songs, if you know what I mean by that. Like, it is so, I, every time I think of I need it, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that the voice actor absolutely killed it oh, on yeah. that. Another one where, do you know how many times, like, <laughs> I've done, I've, I need it? Yeah. When SpongeBob, or SpongeBob, when Travis has got something that I want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could literally be a metal screamer with his fry scream right there. Uh, he grabs the vase, and Patrick is horrified. <laughs> he's yelling, he's screaming. Pinky! Pinky! SpongeBob, with literally crackling because he's drying up, yep. stretches out the pinky, and Patrick gives the most proud thumbs up yeah. I've ever seen. He's just like, good, good job. When Sandy's nowhere to be found right now. It's another great part. Patrick might as well have said this. He goes, crisis averted. Yeah. Um, But he's, it's still too much. He starts to leave, but Patrick runs in. It says, you can't leave now. You'll blow it. Meaning uh, he was trying to get his buddy laid. Yep. He was. That, that's so crazy that Patrick is like that. I know. Kind of a pervert, I guess. I mean, first... I mean... It's also hilarious that he's he's letting his best friend do this with an experimental land creature. Well, and he also, I mean, it is such a guy thing to be like, okay, if you if you get a pinky up, 
you're sleeping with this chick. <laughs> yeah. If you, every sip you take of water, if your pinky's yep. up, we're right. in there. If you play your cards right, you can get in there. Mm-hmm. It starts to hit Patrick. Sandy comes back. They're all dried up. Patrick dried up quick. He dried up son. real quick. Now, I Which do. Which makes sense. Yeah, I do believe starfish dry up quicker than sponges. He's literally a sponge, so he kept yeah. the water for a long time. That makes good thinking. Um, Sandy comes. Oh, sorry. She takes the time. No, I thought this was kind of crazy. She takes the time to get fish bowls, a ladder, and a water hose. Yeah. You know what's cool about Just this? Just put them outside. You know what's cool about it? They. The show did a top tier job of showing them dried up on turf. Because Sandy's like grass is almost turf. Oh, even though the tree's there, you think so? Well, they were on turf when they were dried up. (laughs) Like they didn't even take the time to put the sponge and the the dried up star on grass. They just had it on turf. How do you know it's turf? That's what I'm confused about. Why are you saying that? Because it was a live photo of a starfish and a SpongeBob, and it was turf. (laughs) The live photo. You're talking about the actual picture. Yeah, yeah, the actual picture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like it was turf. They didn't even bother putting it in grass. Right. Well, you, there was just a field across the street. You know, yeah. it was the first episode. They didn't know if they were going to get picked up. <laughs> um. Did you like that she takes the time to get the fish bowls and everything? Like, just I put mean, them in the little tunnel and then close it. Yeah. That's yeah. all she had to do. And I mean, then you could go get the fish bowl and stuff. But they, how much time did it take her to get the, uh, the ladder and stuff? While they were literally drying up and presumably yeah. dying. She brings the tea, and this was clever, too. She puts the tea in the fishbowl. Now, the problem with that is I'm not a big tea drinker. Uh, lukewarm tea? Water hose tea? Yeah, I don't know about that. Salty seawater tea? Uh-oh. Well, it did come from a water hose. Maybe she's got, okay. a, maybe she's got a freshwater pump right. back there. I'd be down for it. She's got to be drinking water, you know, without yeah, salt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. She's, she's a land mammal. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, perfect ending for the episode, perfect closing joke. They go pinkies up while they're drinking from the tea bowls. <laughs> yeah. Could not have been any better. End of episode, ladies and gentlemen, that's the first episode of SpongeBob. First ever episode. The end wow. of the beginning. All right, you got anything else? I think that about covers it. That was such a fun thing. We're at 56 minutes right now. Yeah, let's do this real quick. I think this will be fun. Kind of like looking ahead. Let's see what the second episode is. SpongeBob season one. Just so we know kind of what, because there's so many, like when we see them, we're going to get so excited. The bubble bowl. I cannot wait for that. Oh my (laughs) God. We can't even start playing that game right now, dude. We can't because I'm going to get too excited and we're going to have to like hurry up. All right, episode two. I mean, we're gonna. Oh, you ready? Yep. Bubble stand. <laughs> oh, great okay, one! Yeah. Great one. And we were literally Travis was in here playing the guitar, and I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get to that one. Not gonna have to wait long." Ripped pants. That's the second episode. Episode two, brother. What? Dude, I'm not kidding. I would have thought Ripped Pants was like season three. So everyone, everyone bring your little tunes with us. Season We're going to have a sing-along. Season one's incredible. Oh my gosh. 
pretty here's the thing i'm pretty sure like almost all of it's incredible it is but i, I just that's so insane to me like i'm not kidding i would have thought season three or four ripped fans oh really i knew it was season one i would have put it later though okay because then i'm like oh we're not meeting larry the lobster in episode two yeah i mean we're meeting everybody the foreshadowing in this is crazy big lad larry next episode all right Come on back. Check out the Patreon if you want more episodes right now. We're also doing Vinland Saga uh, Season 2 coverage. And, yeah, other than that, we'll talk with you soon. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.